Hey, what's up, guys? It's your local hype man here, Ryan White on Happy Hour with Ryan. Let's get into some pre-show hype news and notes here in the media. Uh, Miss Kamala Harris makes history the first black vice presidential candidate uh, selected by Mr. Biden here. Congratulations to her. Uh, it's going to be interesting November, folks. It's going to be interesting November. Uh, On to some football news. The Big Ten and Pac-12 have now canceled their fall sports uh, because of COVID-19. Also, just now, breaking news, FCS Big South Conference has also canceled its season. Uh, ACC and the SEC are are still trying to push forward. Um, We'll keep you updated on that. Not sure where they're going to kind of to head toward making a decision on that. I know a lot of people who are wanting football. Uh, you know, people's safety is really at the highest, most importance right now with, with everything going on. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But um, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a spring football season. I think that'd be interesting because usually what the Super Bowl is first Sunday in February now. So you're almost without football from February where you got the draft in April, uh, the last Thursday and Friday and Saturday in April. And then you got spring football less than two months than that. But, um, hey, that will be pretty cool um, because then you'll have football from sometime early spring and then probably have a break. And then you're going right into fall season. Uh, which is which would be crazy, um, but I think that'd be a pretty good idea. <clears throat> excuse me, going forward. Well, without further ado, I'll go ahead and let you know who's going to be on the guest this week. If you haven't seen the headlines on my newsfeed on Facebook, uh, Big Stan Harris, a native of Texarkana, Arkansas, comes on the podcast this week. Um, I was going to have him a week ago, but we were having some technical difficulties. Uh, with some Wi-Fi, but anyway, uh, we were able to get it knocked out uh, this past Sunday. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely check it out and hear what he has to say. Show him some love. Um, he is actually a independent wrestler, so he's on the indie scenes, and uh, which is really cool. I was gonna check out a show in uh, where my mom actually used to teach at in Foreman, Arkansas, but it got canceled. Uh, so hopefully I get to see one of the shows in the near future. Um, I had a, quite a few questions I wanted to ask, and I'm sure those that are wrestling fans or, you know, maybe wanted to know certain things. I tried to ask certain questions that might, you know, appeal to the audience, uh, listen to the podcast. Uh, but it kind of talks about growing up also in Texarkana um, and whatnot. So it was a really good one. Uh, so we're very proud and honored to have him on, uh, kind of like a brother. Um, he's friends with two of my cousins in Texarkana and, uh, I met him probably when I was 12 or 13. So I've known him a pretty long time. So, uh, this week on happy hour with Ryan, we're going to bring on big Stan Harris, double champion with Southwest pro wrestling. Enjoy folks. Big stand, stand, stand. Happy, Happy hour. hour. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Man, what's going on? Man, ain't too much, bro. Just, uh, you know, just uh, getting off the clock on my day job and everything. And uh, over hanging out at my uncle's uh, beauty shop, right. which, which, happens, which happens to be the uh, Lester Hair Salon. It's located over here on Texas Boulevard. Right across from Wiley Hospital in good old Texas County, Texas. You know what I'm saying? I feel you, man. Shout out to the hometown. For sure. Yeah, man. I had to I had to come over here and uh make sure I had good enough signal, you know, while we're getting ready to run this thing, you know. Oh yeah. Most definitely. Most definitely, man. So kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, a little background, a little background, how life was there. Well, yeah, man. I'm publicly known as Big Stan Harris, professional wrestler by trade. I got several other gigs besides my 
actual day job, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, with the forklift operator. Yeah. Uh, I've been doing that for like 10 years, uh, wrestling professionally for five years on the indie circuit here locally between uh, Arkansas, Texas, and Oklahoma and Louisiana. Uh, I'm from Texas County, Arkansas, born and raised, still live there on that side of the state line. Which everybody that doesn't know, Texas County is a is a uh, twin city. Yeah, oh, and, I think, and I think a lot of people, yeah, that, that's one of the only cities besides, I think, Lake Tahoe, uh, in California. Exactly. Yeah, it's the only one like that. Right, right. And... Yeah, uh, that's about it, man. I'm I'm the oldest of my my mom's kids. And she's getting ready to turn sixty in about six days. So happy early birthday to my mom, Patricia Cornelius. You know I love you. One of my my top uh, I I was having to say she's up there within the top ten number one fan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, and speaking of bombs, let, let's go ahead and get this knocked out, man, because, you know, we can't get too deep into the segment right. without me asking about your mom, on Alice. Oh, yeah, man. Talk to her every day. She's she, one of us. She, she loves, man, all my friends, and of course, you guys down there, she just she kept talking. To I'm, I'm an older child, but she thinks y'all are family as well, man, all, all the world in the world. Man, that's, that's what's up, man. I'm glad to hear that, you know I always tell her, I ask about and give her my love, bro. She does the same. Yeah, she asks how you doing and everything and, 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 and how you doing. Um, right on. You have uh, you said, you, one, one brother, uh, Patrick, right? Yeah, that's that's okay. He's he's right under me. He's like okay. a little over. Yeah, I'm like a little over a year older than him. Uh, Patrick Stuckey, the famous drummer musician. Uh, just musical extraordinaire, you know what I'm saying? Musical genius, all of that. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, man, he does a lot of uh, live gigs out there in the DFW area where where he's residing. Where he's been there for like the last six years. And uh, yeah, he does uh, contractual gigs with live bands and. Uh, Run sound engineering, all of that, just just about a jack of all trades, you know. And he's also a uh, manager at the uh, Guitar Center in Mesquite, Texas. So, okay. big up, big okay. shout out, and, uh, to big stuff. Most definitely, and uh, you know, Tony French is out there. You know, the, the classmate, my cousin Clyde. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah matter of right. fact, my brother was the one that uh. He informed me on that, you know, like back when I think he ran into him out there a few years ago. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. That's most definitely what's up. So, man, uh, yeah, you, you said uh, we were talking about it uh, a couple of weeks ago. So you were headed to uh, barber school with my one of my cousins uh, there in the area and uh, didn't get to. Is that correct? Right, yeah, due to my grandfather, uh, you know, he ended up, uh, you know, staying all time at the time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So uh, that that cut my uh, further educational venture out. You know, at the time and everything. So I fell back on that to come back home and you know take care of him. And in the meantime, I ended up going out to work at the Tyson Foods uh, mm -hmm. production plant in Nashville, Arkansas, which I okay, did for like eleven job. years, you know, before I before I uh went on to do other things like construction in, in my current job. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Real cool dude. And, and, and can't forget, I, I just thought about this uh we were talking a while back we got from so there's a illustrious rivalry down there but uh Texas high in Arkansas. Tell us <laughs> a little bit about that. Yeah <laughs> man, I mean you know it goes down, man. Every, every it's just the uh, the second week now in the football schedule here in the high school football schedule. Arkansas High, which is my alumni, a uh, big old big shout out to the Tessacana Arkansas Razorbacks alumni. Uh, me representing class of 96, 97. 
Everybody already knows the deal with that. So a uh, big shout out to both classes and all the other Arkansas High alumni. But yeah, man, it goes down here with the uh, state line Super Bowl, as they call it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's been some luster. I'm sure you do you have a favorite game in memory from a certain year that is just like just uh, wow the crowd and wow you in some aspect or man, I would have to say my sophomore year. Okay. You know, it was it was a nice squad at that time and uh that was the year that I came in on a uh, a lot of big names like Eric Warfield, Derek Blair, um Let's see. I want to say Anthony Holliver's was, was on that squad. He was a uh, star tight end. Uh, okay. My uncle Fred Cornelius, he was a junior, but you know what I'm saying? He he got it in, though. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah it was a, that was a nice squad, man. They got they got down. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So I feel like, and this is probably going to be one of my favorites because as many know, you know, I'm a huge wrestling fan, and I know you are. So I'm kind of three, kind of start a background with that and segue. Like you were saying in the beginning of the podcast, that you are actually an independent wrestler on the indie scene. So, uh, what kind of when did you first watch wrestling? Uh, was it younger with your grandparents, or uh, yeah, most definitely. Now, before we get into this. I can't leave this man out. I, I got to mention this man, uh, you know, as a part of football conversation. Corey Kelly was a star running back uh, during that year that we were just discussing. But, yeah, man, uh, yeah, my grandfather, who was a, a huge wrestling fan, uh, you know, as I was growing up, because, you know, my grandparents is, is, uh, is who uh, raised me, you know what I'm saying, for like, from the time I was uh, three days old, you know what I'm saying? I, I was, uh, yeah, I, I ended up living with them, you know. And, you know, once my mom and dad moved and, you know, uh, got started out together, <laughs> you know, I just kind of ended up there, you know what I'm saying? And passing around from house to house. But every house I was at pretty much had wrestling on, on the TV on Saturday, you know what I'm saying? Like, all day. Morning right. Okay. Yeah, the world class in the in the uh morning times, like around eleven, I believe it was. Right. And then you had uh mid south that came on around two. And then okay. the NWA uh which was broadcast out of Atlanta, Georgia. I think it was like what Four oh five, five oh five, or six oh five. I can't remember the time zones exactly, but it was always a five minutes after between one of those three hours, you know. Uh, then you had world class again on Saturday nights, and then if you was lucky, you was gonna catch a WWF Saturday night's main event on NBC. You know what I mean? So, yeah, anytime wrestling was on TV, man, I was in front of it. I was checking it out. You were just locked in. Um, who were your, some of your favorite wrestlers kind of early on? Um, because I know the 80s w was a huge boom for the WrestleMania, and that was the Hogan era, era if you will. Man, I would have to go with Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. American Dream. Yeah. Uh, the Von Erics, quite naturally. Of course, the Junkyard Dog. Okay. Andre the Giant. Uh, Iceman King Parsons. Um, let's see. I was an Action Jackson fan actually before he was Action Jackson by default because he's from the hometown. He's the wow. he's the first wrestler from Texarkana. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so big shout out to uh Action Jackson and, and uh Mojo Mojo El Grande who actually trained me. You know what I'm saying? He's from Tesla Texas, but Action Jackson was the first to do it from here. Gotcha. But, and, and and how did the wrestling thing kind of come up there in the area of Texarkana? Was it something that you wanted to do? Did you hear it by word of mouth or uh, how did that come about? There, there was a there was a promotion 
that came from from the uh, the Oklahoma or what in which they consider the NWA Texoma territory at the time. Okay. Yeah, was, there was a promotion that ended up coming into Arkansas from there. Okay. And they started in the D Queen area and they were running shows at the National Guard Armory. I know Zach. I graduated from D Queen. Shout out to uh, Paso Yeah, I'm, I'm from around that area. Okay. So I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It was a promotion that started there. And uh, a cousin of mine, uh, who's also a big wrestling fan, and and uh, we were working at the Tyson Chicken. At you know, at the time we was we was there together, so we was already locked in, and we we knew what it was when it came to wrestling. So once he got recruited, he brought me in, and I and I actually started out as like his mouthpiece, and uh, my first in the wrestling business was actually uh, running color commentary. Wow, because you hear some people like you know they may be doing like ring crew, and this is like the upper, you know, the pros and everything. Mm-hmm. Wow, you were on color commentary. How, how was that? Uh, was it easy to get adjusted to, or what was the? Uh, yeah, it actually was. I mean, because to me, I knew all of the moves and everything. You know, that was being executed in the ring, and you know, they felt like I was going to be a natural fit in okay. order to do anything that that had to do with a uh, microphone, vocals, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like any, yeah, anything that had to do with talking or whatever, you know, they felt like I would be able to pull it off. You know what I'm saying? Right. And and it actually uh, transcended over into me training, you know, in ring and everything. Which I, of course, that's what I was going to end up doing. But it's just that at the time, I wasn't licensed and I wasn't uh, fully trained. To get in the okay. ring, you know, so but they wanted to have me incorporated in the show as soon as possible because they knew I could provide some some form of uh, entertainment and intrigue, you know, in order to uh, you know, get me started. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I hear all the time, you know, it's one thing if you can do the moves, mm-hmm. but if you got the mouthpiece, if you got that. You know, if you're good on the mic, you pretty much, man, that's where you're selling yourself. You know, yeah, brother, it's, it's, it's you got to have those mic skills in order to pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. because you know, here it is, five years later, five years down the line, me and you, BSA, the professional yeah. wrestling machine, the double champion, the super destroyer. King Suplex, flying Ron White, together, like never before, getting it in yeah. and getting it on, on the one and only Happy Hour Podcast, round for round, pound for pound, the baddest podcast in each and every town. Yeah, man. Oh, man. That, that's good. <laughs> so, who, who do you think the, the biggest trash talker is in history, like any sport? Would you say Muhammad Ali? I mean, you cut a vicious promo there just a few seconds ago. Who would you say is the the king of the trash talking? What would you say? I would definitely have to say Muhammad Ali, as far as cutting a promo, cutting a, you know what I'm saying, just a, a, a just straight up, you know, heartfelt promo that's going to talk people into the building, and just to take it a step further, all of your big time trash talkers in wrestling's history. Has always referred back to Muhammad Ali, so right. that that pretty much edges that in stone without me even really having to think about it too much. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, how is it uh, as far as the working out? Because you know you hear I've listened to many podcasts mm-hmm. and like Hardcore Holly, for example. I know he was in Alabama and he had a child at a young age. I guess his girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. He was living in like, want to say Seattle, moves to Alabama. He's driving in the, I want to say Panhandle of Florida. He's working like 10, 11 hour days, then driving all the way there, which is like an hour and a half, and then driving all the way back. 
But uh, do, do you go immediately to training? Do you have a like a, a set schedule uh, after work? Do you have already a prime time to go work out? Or how does how does that work? Yeah, it's pretty much schedulized. You know where you know ahead of time as far as your training goes. You know, and like uh, when I first started in ring training with uh, Southwest Pro Wrestling. Was, I got to give a shout out to my man Al Henderson. He provided the training facility for uh, Jimmy Mojo, El Grande, Phillips to train us, you know, and everything. And what we would do, we would get off of our jobs and, you know, I actually worked 12 hours. You know, right. even up to this day, I've been working a 12 hour shift, you know, on a 3 2 3 basis for the last 10 years straight and I was having to leave my job of doing 12 hours per shift sometime to go and train another two, two and a half hours just to whenever he felt like you know what I'm saying? When he felt like we were tired. Oh man, yeah, running you through the ringer and all those just training regiment. I mean, you just hear the stories like you hear about Benoit, you know, he's doing them 500 Hindu squats before that like wow yeah I, I mean and and it, it even went as far as me going to travel like when I when I first started training it was it was during the spring summer months okay so it was never really decent at that time and then I was also going out doing cardio at, at the Lake Wright Patman on, okay. on these yeah. real on the tall set of steps, you know that, that you uh that you walk down to get to the spillway from the top the top half of of the uh the long bridge that they have there. If you're familiar with that, mm-hmm. sometimes me and my uncle Luster would would uh hit that. You know what I'm saying? Like early in the mornings or anywhere from twelve. To Two o'clock. Whenever he felt like it, so I was doing that training. You know, doing my in-ring training and working. You know, and doing my lawn service. So you know what I'm saying. I didn't really know to stop training or stop working. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was, so, so it's probably second nature just working. I mean, you're probably. I mean, you know, you you hear some people, man. They just. They're just like a one and done, and you got some people that stick with it. You know, if you have the heart and the desire and perseverance, you know, you're obviously gonna propel forward. You know, yeah, I mean, you know, I, because that's a part of it. You know, it's like you constantly want to keep your body in decent conditioning, and or you know what I'm saying, or just decent shape. You know, even when you're not training as hard, you still want to be doing something. Like you don't just want to. Start sitting idle, you know what I mean, and then you try to get in the ring and wrestle. You you probably won't even be able to pull off a good five ten minute match, you know, if you haven't just really been working out. You know what I'm saying? Because because of the confined space of being in the yeah. in the ring, you know what I'm saying? Like you really have to be in pretty good shape, you know, just to run the ropes and the, to do whatever it takes, you know, in order to survive. You know, within that time frame of your match. Exactly. Yeah, so cardio is a, is a key element in that. Gotcha. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, that that's definitely plays an important factor. Uh, when and where did you have exactly your first match? My first match was in D-Queen at the National Guard Armory in October. It was actually on October 31st. It was on Halloween. At MAW Halloween Mayhem was my debut match, my official match. But I actually, uh, I actually was I, I got in the ring for the first time in Paris, Texas. Okay. For a company okay. called UWS, which they were partnered with MAW. So therefore, I was setting up my debut at another company. You know. But for the same event, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was like a little run-in type of deal. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's where I took my first bump and, and all of that. You know what I mean? It was in Paris, oh, Texas. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, man, how, how is it? I don't know how much you can share, but like, how is Because you see, and I remember Ric Flair's documentary on ESPN. Mm-hmm. You know, he said when he's training, you know, like far as punching, you know, I, I think his trainer at like, um, put like a rope in front of him and you know it was almost to a point he wasn't hitting it, you know, but it looked like he was hitting it. Right. And so, and how, how is it like as far as can you share any experience? The contact uh, Yeah, the, how, how is it? Because it just looks so real, you know. Okay. Oh it's fake, you know, uh, what's the deal with that? I'm gonna go ahead and, and, and debunk you okay. know the 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 popular theory, you okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, wrestling yeah. is fake. Mm-hmm. Okay. I always tell people it depends on the, the I guess uh who's who's working the matches, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I got you. Okay. Me personally, I'm not good enough to sit there and 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 hit somebody you know as light as a felt like you're not gonna feel it or whatever. So right. it's like when you get you know, you get in the ring with big stand hairs. You know, plain and simple. The fans are actually getting what they came for. I can't speak for nobody else, but I can speak for the experience of Big Stephen Harris. Is like full contact, but there are certain areas that I'm going to attack because you know they're all legalities and you know illegal. You know the illegal uh, areas of the body that you can punch. So I just take advantage of the legal areas of the body that you can hit, you know. So, and, and, you know, like I say, I would rather do what they, as they call a shoot punch. Uh, Okay. As opposed to a working punch because at the end of the day, I'm kind of considered like more of a shooter type, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. You know, Jason okay. Jones, shout out to Jason Jones. Uh he he pretty much confirmed that, you know, about me. You you know, a couple years ago. And and you know, it just kind of stuck with me, you know, but uh, you know, not only to my credit, like Brutus Axel and Mercury Payne, uh, you know, the tag team that I uh teamed up with when I first broke in and we trained together and everything. Uh, together collectively, we were known as the Brutal Assault Dynasty, okay. and uh, that's that was the way we actually were trained. Like we were trained to hit, you know what I mean, make contact, and you know what I'm saying. Like if if whoever you in the ring with, if they can't take it, you know they don't have no business in the ring. And and every everybody that I came in contact with, it taught me something about the business taught me the same way mm-hmm. in which that was considered the Texas hard style. Oh, okay. So, uh, Dan Hansen type. Uh, I used to hear he he would be clean and clothesline like vicious. Exactly. Oh, okay. Now, okay. Now we cooking. You see? Yeah. <laughs> when, you know, like I say, man, I, I mean, I'm not about to have nobody Leaving a show that I was wrestling at, and and you know, say, oh man, that's a bunch of, you know what, you know, I don't know what I can say, can't say exactly on here, you know, I don't want to get too explicit, and, and I know on Alice is listening, so you know what I'm saying, <laughs> right. but you know what yeah. I'm saying, like I don't want that on me because, you know, yeah. I actually have a pretty solid fan base, I have a, a solid following, you know, in a lot of different areas outside of the four states and I want to keep it like that you know what I'm saying like I've I've got people really believing you know the the believable you know of wrestling you know like the believability of wrestling that needs to be believed in you know what I'm saying so I don't want to put that in reverse you know by trying to get in there and you know, be theatrical or nothing like that. Yeah, um, I was listening to a podcast. I normally listen to Art of Wrestling, Coke Cabana, uh, who's in my indies, and he had Trevor Mur- Murdoch on there. And, you know, Trevor Murdoch made a good point, like you were just stating. Mm-hmm. If I at least, you know, do something to where, you know, you got the fans questioning where they're going to buy another ticket, okay. 
well, wonder how this, you know, it gets them invested in it. Then I know I've done my job. Exactly. You know, I've got, a, you know, I've got th- that body is either coming back or they may be intriguing more people, friends and, you know, oh, man, you know, this is a new thing or, or you know, hey, you know, whatever it is. So that's, I think, the, the gist of it. You know, when you got that fan base, like you're saying, you know, and it grows and grows and, you know, you got good mic skills and you're pretty good in the ring. You just about, you know, you want people over. Yeah, I mean, because it's like. You know, people, you know, it's wrestling, but at the same time, you got a lot of elements of fighting that's incorporated in the wrestling, you know. So my thing is, and like my trainer taught me, you know, it's like the people are coming to see a fight. So you need to you you need to go ahead and portray yourself as a fighter. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, keep keep it as Keep it as rough and as and, and as intimidating and as aggressive as possible. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what the people are paying to see. What win or lose, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like for me, I mean, I've I've been hit with everything plus the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's just wow. it's a man's game. Exactly. You know, yeah. so. That's that's where it's at with me on that deal. Now, now the Nate, the, the greatest of all time. Hey, he can do it either way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just, I would just hope that if it was me and him in the square circle, you know, he, hey, he, you know, we could we could just really get it on. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, most definitely. Um, how, how many? Do you know about how many matches you've had up until this point? You know, it's crazy. It is uh, as few of matches that I've had compared to a lot of guys that's, that you know that, that does this on a regular basis, like every single week. Because I only have every other Saturday off, and then right. sometimes I might only wrestle once a month or once every other month, you know, due to the events. You know, because they they kind of like try to keep me as a special attraction, you know, without sounding like I'm too long on and like that, you know, it's just the way they like to book me, you know. Exactly. So uh even even now, you know, uh, with the with the schedule that I that I'm on, I've lost count. Oh wow, that, that's saying and that's saying something. Yeah. I mean because we got independent wrestlers, you know, we know that you know, you you know, you're available for bookings. Is just when those are going to come available, right? So, uh, man, yeah, that that's saying a lot, though. If you, if you've lost count, then so you've been fairly pretty busy, you know. Even if you said once a month, you know, right? This is this is, and this is my least busiest year to date, you know. But it's due yeah. to the pandemic, quite naturally. And what's so crazy is this was actually. Uh, projected to be my busiest year as far as wrestling wow. went. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man, it pretty much shut me down. I was actually I got got a call from Hot Springs from uh uh Mr. Joy that runs uh SCW at Hot Springs about two weeks ago, okay. but it was such a short notice. I couldn't make it, you know what I'm saying, because I was already at work, and I have to put in a vacation day or something, you know, or a notice, at least a couple of days ahead of time, you know what I'm saying, so I missed out on the opportunity to wrestle my first match for the year, but hopefully something else will come up, you know. Yeah, hopefully it'll come up sooner than later. Yeah, most definitely. And tell us about uh your finishing move and your theme music uh, you come out to. As of right now, I've mainly been using the Fisherman Suplex. The okay. Mr. Perfect, you know, the Perfect Plex. The perfect Plex. Basically, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's been my main go-to, you know. Uh, Submission-wise, I would use the Crossface, but I, I renamed it the X-Face. Okay. You know, um, and and I actually was supposed to debut the power bomb as my new finisher because Action Jackson suggested a couple years ago 
that I go with something more devastating. So I was, you know, I kind of took that and and I, I named it the Devastator Power Bomb. So you know, we we just still waiting to break that one out. You know what I'm saying? But I've I've got a plethora of finishes. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and, and my move set is pretty basic. Suplexes. Uh, you you know your uh your clothesline, which I you know I, I uh have the uh what they call the super guillotine leg yeah. drop. My clothesline is is uh the sickle, and, and you know just a tribute to Nikita Koloff and uh like I said the leg drop is a super guillotine. You know, just the name of some of my other moves that, that you know I'm pretty known pretty well known for. Gotcha. And uh theme music, do you have uh, a particular song you come out to? I, I have been coming out to uh ASAP Ferg's uh, new level. <laughs> I love that song actually. <laughs> right. And I was and I was doing uh I was doing the remix for about the last six months. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, man, tell and, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of segue into, so man, we know the big spectacular WrestleMania once a year. Uh, and I, I, we actually saw you in Dallas, uh, WrestleMania 32 in 2016. Right on. Um, that was actually my third one. Uh, went to Miami for 2012, saw The Rock and Cena first, you know, first time they wrestled in the main event. Mm -hmm. and then saw my boy Sting in, in San Francisco three years later at, at uh, WrestleMania uh, 31. Right. Which was really good. I thought I'd never see him. But, uh, man, just tell you know, it's almost like a dream come true because I would never thought I would go be able to go to WrestleMania, you know, you know, because it's, you know, you work like, you know, money's a factor and other things, but man, it's like a dream come true. So, how was WrestleMania for you, Ooh. particularly? Bro, it's something that I had dreamed about doing for, I know, a, a better part of 20 years, maybe. Oh wow! You know, once things started, kind of, you know, once it once it got to be a, just a, all out spectacle, you know, just kept getting bigger and bigger, and they actually started marketing WrestleMania as like you know a Super Bowl type of event. You know, it was a, it was a super exactly. show. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, I would have to say probably after like two thousand one. You know, I, I really started like, you know, dreaming about man. I would really love to attend the WrestleMania one day. You know, yeah. and so yeah, it finally happened. Man, like it got to a point to where, you know, it was like if it ever comes to Dallas, and I exactly. and I knew it wasn't going to be long after they built the AT and T Stadium. The same sentiments. Yep. Uh -huh. You know. Yep. So I was like, well, man, I ain't going to necessarily have to, I won't necessarily have to sit up and, you know, make a lot of extreme arrangements to get the WrestleMania. They're going to pretty much bring WrestleMania to me now. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, if I don't get there, that's my opportunity to go on, you know, and it, it was like, you know, that's, that's the WrestleMania for me on a double standard because, you know, I'm a big Cowboys fan. Shout out to the, uh, the DC Farrell, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, I mean, I just felt like that was a double up because I had never been to the stadium until that day. That was my first time, too, yeah, when I went. And, uh, man, it, it was it was spectacular right. uh, going to that. So, yeah, it's just phenomenal for us to, you know, it's like a dream come true, you know, uh, to actually get to go to WrestleMania now. Like I said, I've been to uh, I've been to three. I went down to New Orleans the second time they were down there in four years, but we didn't actually go to WrestleMania. We were just down there, right? And uh, it was just amazing. Uh, so, uh, who are some of the famous wrestlers that you met, and and uh, one of you know you have a favorite of, of any of those that you met? Man, I was fortunate enough to meet 
one of my, you know, one of my biggest inspirations, Scott Steiner. Okay. Right out, yeah, right out the gate, man. You know, and uh, shout out to Big Papa Pump, man. I, I had the conversation with him. I, I showed him whatever uh, material and footage that I had on my phone, you know, to show him that I had, I definitely patterned a lot after him, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, the King Suplex actually originated with him when he was in WCW, like in his later later run with WCW. And so I had to, get, you know, I had to get the okay. I had to get the nod, you know what I'm saying? In, in order to uh, run with that. And he was all for it. He was, you know, he was really cool. And uh, also met the Iron Sheik. Sheiky baby. The, you know what I'm saying? The, the real deal. Former, okay. former WWF champion. You know, that, that was the guy that put Hogan over back in the height of WrestleMania. Uh, let's see. Jeff Jarrett, but I didn't get get a chance to get a picture with him. Uh, I met Sheldon Benjamin. Shout out to Sheldon Benjamin. Uh, Her business is going live, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, we got to give it up to Big Shelton, man. And let's see, I met Sanjay Dunn from TNA, which I, I don't know if he's still with WWE or not now. You know, he was doing some uh, writing for WWE. Right. Yeah, he was writing backstage for him. Yeah. Right. He was really cool, people, man. Um, MVP. I met, I met MVP, but I didn't get a chance to get a picture with him, you know, because his line was so long. But I just, I mean, I took a, just took a chance, went up, shook his hand, you know, and showed my respect. Oh, Kevin Nash got a. I gotta, I gotta remember Kevin Nash. Uh, from, you know the NWO outside of Wolfpack, all of that. Um, man, I'm trying to remember. I, I want to say that was about it for you know. So many, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, I, Road, Road Warrior Animal. I got a chance to shake his hand in the lobby. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Road Warrior Animal. Yeah, the Road Warriors. Right okay. on. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's crazy because I'm 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 friends with uh, Elijah Burke, you know. Yeah. Uh, from TNA, you know. Yeah, NWA. Now he has his own uh, podcast. Um, but yeah, we, you know, he he's he's friends with me on Facebook, uh, which was really cool. And you you know he'll usually respond or you know usually interact with him. And you know what? You know what's crazy? He was he was on a show over at, at the uh, the bigger promotion in Hot Springs, I think, last year. Uh, I want to say, yeah, I, I want to say that was the night that Jerry Lawler might have won the heavyweight title there. I want to say, okay. yeah, he, I want to say he, he defeated Matt Riviera. Shout out to Matt Riviera. Uh, but, yeah, Eliza Burke was on the card there, and I think that was like the first time I've seen him advertised to actually wrestle. So that was big because yeah, man, that's, that's yeah, I, you know I've got mad respect for Eliza Burke, the Pope, as they call it. Oh yeah, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so kind of last segment here, man. Um, kind of get your thoughts, um, and everybody has some on it, uh, man. What was your your kind of, I guess, thoughts or maybe opinions, um. Probably, and this one probably shook the foundation of all the deaths, you know, of wrestlers, man, like Chris Benoit. Uh, and I know that was that was a tough, that was almost a tough pill to swallow twice. Yeah. Uh, what's what's your what's your take on it? Because um, there's been, you know, some things said, you know, about the uh, the CTE, and they were just saying, you know, his his, you know, from brain damage, and it was almost like. A, you know, an older person, you know, if you will. So, uh, what, what do you think about all that that, that happened with that uh, incident in 2007? Very heartbreaking. Extremely heartbreaking, off the top. You know, yeah. because just due to the overall nature of how everything took place, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was actually surprised I could revisit the uh, 
you know, what, what was the show? Um, the Dark Side of the Ring. Yes, and they got that on Hulu now, man. I it, it drew me drew me in off Vice because we don't have cable, and I found out about it on. Um, I want to say Lords of Pain, you know, that forum group. Right. And uh, I didn't even know it existed. And, man, they have so many stories. You know, Fabulous Moolah. Mm-hmm. They got so many. It's real. They just did the Owen Hart one. They ended on season two with Owen Hart. Which was yeah. Nice. I couldn't even watch uh, it, man. I couldn't even watch it. Couldn't watch it. I couldn't, I couldn't oh, do man. Owen, man. I mean, I, you know, I barely made it through the Benoit deal, man. I just, yeah. I just feel like it was so unfortunate. Overall, yeah. you know what I mean? Like that entire situation was so unfortunate, you know. And it because you know, like, and why was another one of those guys that you know I I really like you know uh, gravitated towards you know you know as far as just his in ring ability and everything that he brought to the table, man, you know. He was he was one of those you know one of those names man and for that to happen you know to somebody that you had so much love and admiration for you know you just you know you hated for things to end that way yeah you know for uh, him his wife you know like I said because she was one of the one of the legendary managers you know throughout the the territories you know from back in the day. Like you know, in the '80s, you know, right. yeah, throughout the NWA area, mid South, I believe, you know, so yeah, it was very unfortunate. Yeah, because a lot of people are advocating that Nancy should be in the Hall of Fame, you know, because now since that's happened, he's pretty much not even considered uh, for. I mean, the, the most iconic moment was him and Eddie, you know, and celebrating at the end of WrestleMania. 20. Exactly, that was probably. One of one of my favorite match triple not only triple threat matches but one of my favorite all time you know Triple H Benoit and Shawn Michaels for the title you right. know Benoit got that tip from the Rumble that year two thousand four right but man just that was just unbelievable and because he had chased that title what, over eighteen years I think if I'm not mistaken eighteen year old dream you know and yeah. he just you know uh, another match his seven. Uh, best out of seven with Booker T and WCW. I think it's a TV title. I want to know. Definitely. I mean, just, just a legendary icon. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You know, that something like that, that. That's just horrific, man, and horrible. Yeah. Any. Uh, yeah. Any. Any type of tragedy like that, man. You know. It's just. It's. You, you know what I'm saying? Like it's really. It, it's hard to. To to make an appropriate statement, you know, if you know what I'm saying, yeah. yeah. And, and like I say, you know, the most I could say to that is just it was, it was unfortunate, man. It was sad all the way across yeah. the board, you know. Yeah, I heard I heard Elijah Burke. You know, he on his podcast he was talking about it, and he was getting choked up. Right. I think they even had to stop it at one point. I was like, man, you know, I listened to it and. You know, he because he had wrestled him earlier that week or whatnot. Exactly. Just yeah, he you know yeah yeah because yeah he was on he was on PCW roster at the time. Yeah, he was kind of like one of the you know one of he had went went there and you know he was going to pretty much be a top dog in ECW because I want to say either that was when Kurt Angle was actually still there. Yeah, before he left TNA, yeah, it was like a revamp. ECW, CM Punk, my boy CM Punk was coming up in the ranks, and for sure, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was like a re, you know, yeah, it was it was a redo. Test was on on the show, yeah, mm-hmm. they were trying to mm-hmm. revamp it, uh, which it wasn't didn't do too good. But, but uh, man, kind of, uh huh, go ahead. But you know, looking back now and stuff like that, all of that is. You know, it's a gold mine now. You know, like you look at it now, you look at it differently, and you can you can kind of appreciate it a little bit better now. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know. So yeah, man. But I know exactly where you're coming from, man. You know, at the time it was it was more of a failed attempt, but yeah, yeah. Now it's it's, it's one of those uh golden obscure. Rare type of situation, you know. If if I can get away with saying that, 
Yeah, yeah, most definitely. We're kind of and we're kind of winding down, so it, it's almost a resurgence. Uh, AEW, uh, the the uh, new promotion, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega started. Um, it's almost a resurgence of wrestling and being man. It's a great time to be a fan. Uh, they got AEW, NXT, they got WWE, got the main, you know, Raw and SmackDown. Uh, who are you? Some of your new favorite wrestlers? Uh, um, you know, as far as with the new era. Man, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, which, okay. you know, like, I guess, you know, if we're just dating back to maybe the last five years, like, breakout, you know what I'm saying? Right. I would have right. to say Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm a big Kevin Owens fan, too. You love Kevin Owens, yeah. I can see, and, I, and I noticed your attire is similar to his. Uh, Pretty much the shorts and the cutoff sleeve T-shirt. Yeah, it's really neat. Right. Um, yeah. Now you know I ditched the shirt like uh, back in 2016. You know, like after my rookie year was was officially over, I ditched the shirt. But yeah, that's how I started. Now occasionally I would wear the shirt depending on. The you know the promotion I was at, but yeah, that's that's pretty much where that idea came from. Uh, but yeah, Kevin Owens, man, I like Matt Riddle. Yeah. Uh, of course, AJ Styles, um, Apollo Crews, you know, lesser no brainer. Um, I'm sorry, yeah. what were you saying? No, I was just saying, man, AJ, he's just he's got it all together. He's been one of my favorites since I first saw him in TNA, man. He just everybody just speaks volumes about him, like how his work ethic, just how you know, right? He's just a natural, it seems like, in the ring, and he just kind of wows you with the athleticism, you know, if you will. Yeah, Um, yeah, he's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, I was, yeah, uh, I don't know, I'm missing some guys. I, I also like the Briscoes, man. You know, you know, some of these guys have been wrestling well over five years, but I'm just saying, like, within the last five years, you know, how they really blossomed and, you know, uh, made a, a big name for themselves. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving Seth Rollins, man, like what he's doing now. Yeah, he is. He's one of my favorite. I, when I saw him cash in, I, I knew it was some time left. I saw, you know, we were sitting there watching Brock and, and Roman. Mm-hmm. And I, and I was like, man, I was looking, and I was, I was like, no, it's actually two hours because uh, we were in San Francisco, so two hours behind Central Time Zone. And then I was like, man, I, 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 I bet, I bet he's gonna cash in tonight because nobody right. cashed in there at WrestleMania. Right, man. As soon as we, everybody was looking at me, I said, I was like, basically, like I told you so. And uh, everybody was high five, and you know, cash in and wins it, man. So, right, um, yeah, he, he's very good. He kind of reminds me of an AJ CM Punk ish kind of exactly uh, gifted in the ring, man. Just, just phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. He, he's pulled off a lot of extravagant maneuvers and yeah. things in the ring, you know, because he's not a small guy. Actually, right. you know, if you, you know, I'm pretty sure you've seen him and Roman Reigns up against each other face to face, and yeah. he's actually got some size to him, so he, he pulls off some nice moves, you know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of at least a couple more, but you kind of caught me off guard with that one, Ryan. I'm trying to, but you know, I, I don't, I don't want to mess around there and miss out on somebody that could have got me to. You know the, the you know the, the thumbs up. You know what I mean. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm gonna say those got Buddy Murphy. I'm impressed with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I would. I gotta give you at least one more, man. Let's see. Oh, uh, 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 Velveteen Dream. Oh yeah, Velveteen Gargano, man. He's got like the technician side. Definitely. 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 Yeah. You you can't you can't leave Johnny Cargill, aka Johnny Wrestling, out of the conversation. Thank you for Johnny picking that up, up women. Uh, I, oh, yeah. I also like uh, Adam Cole and and um, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. You know those standout guys too. And Viking Raiders. You know 
a lot of those guys, man, just came from the Indies, man. And, you know, they, they're, they're doing a thing with WWE. They just killed it. And I'm I'm ready for Undisputed Era to, to, to hit on the uh, – I, I kind of want, like, like they do it when COVID's over. Right. So there could be a huge pop because I really want them to jump to the main roster, uh, you know, as a group. Man, and just yeah, just kind of kill it, you know, on the big, you know, big stage there. For sure. Yeah. Well, man, we uh, we, we kind of uh, about winding down here, about to sign off. Uh, you got uh, uh want to plug in? Uh, do you have a merch store? Anything? Uh, anything? Any events coming up? Uh, I know with COVID going on, kind of limited, but. I got anything you want to promote or plug in before we head off the air here? Man, my uh, Facebook, Stan M. Harris. You know, I usually, uh, you know, I, I usually post a lot of my wrestling content on my Facebook page by default, but I have a fan page, which is Big Stan Harris, you know, on Facebook also. Uh, Instagram, you can catch me at B-I-G-G-S-T-A-N-870. Okay. And uh, if you're in the wrestling figures or any any type of collectibles and things like that, it's Big Stan's Man Cave also on uh, IG. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you know, uh, I just yeah, man. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it, man. My merch, my merch is usually sold uh, through the Big Stan Harris Facebook fan page and. IG page. Okay. As of right okay. now, but I'm I'm actually in the process of linking up with ProWrestlingTees.com. Oh, I know them quite well. I, I've I've gotten some of the uh, Bullet Club T-shirts where they were available, a hot topic. But uh, I purchased them there and I bought one. Right. And all the uh, the Elite shirt uh, uh, from there as well, man. So that's awesome. You're about to link up with them because they're out of Chicago, right? Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. That's how I yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna offer like exclusive uh, merch, okay. you know, like T-shirts. It'll, it'll be like something that you can't buy anywhere but ProWrestlingTees.com. Yeah, pretty cool, man. Pretty good. Appreciate you plugging stuff. Well, man, uh, thanks for being on. Uh, glad we got to do this uh, and, and everything. Uh, you got any last words before we go off the air here? Man, I just want to tell you, brother, first and foremost, I was very honored, you know, to be on your show, to be on your podcast. You were the first man that has the guts to put me on, you know what I'm saying, with the, with the podcast thing. So big up a big shout out to you, man. You know, uh, big up a shout out to my entire family, my grandmother, Alma Harris, my lady, Tom. Our kids, uh, Cam, Malik, uh, Zakai, my brothers and sisters, Stuck, Nick, Keytrail, Sean, uh, CC, let's see, uh, Jacoby, Day all my nieces and nephews. I was, we would never be able to sign off if I started there. So, all my nieces and nephews, great nephews, they know I love them, love y'all to death. Uh, you know, we're just going to keep on trying to do what we're doing, man. And, uh, you know, we're just going to keep God first, man. Try to just just try to keep it pushing. You know what I'm saying? Amen, man. One day at a time. That's all we can do. Oh, and thank you. Oh, man, I can't go without saying this. All the BSH, Big Stan Harris wrestling fans throughout the years, all the promoters that's ever believed in me, ever gave me a shot. Uh, you know, Al Henderson primarily, Jimmy Phillips, uh, Brutus Axel, Mercury Payne, Terrence Allen, uh, Ref Joey. Let's see. I don't want to. I don't want to miss nobody, man. But you know, uh, uh, Mr. Perry, Perry Jet. I gotta give him a shout out, my man, Doctor X, my manager, the Honorable, and the center stop, the Ultimate Hustler. Dr. X. Shout out to all of my Cooper Tire uh, co-workers, fellow employees, man. You know, everybody, you know, out there that's, you know, supporting and, and has got love for me. I really appreciate it. 
and God bless each and every one of you. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate it, man. We're behind you, and and hoping yeah, you get that call, man. You can you can head uh, NWA hopefully or or or, or 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 another promotion one day, man. But hopefully, I can catch one of your shows. Hoping in the near future and, and be there ringside, most definitely. For sure, man. Yeah, and you know, uh, oh, I gotta say this: all the the veteran wrestlers that's ever took you know took any time with me to uh, you know help to bring me up, you know, in the knowledge of professional wrestling, man. I cannot leave those guys out. Uh, Action Jackson, Cowboy Jeremy Young, uh, Buff Bagwell, um, Dr. X again, Black any any of those guys like that, man. Uh, Mill Merte from, from uh, Lucha Underground, uh, Rodney Mack, Joey Corman, I just had to. I just had to plug as many people as I could. I, I could get in the Lazarus James. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? I just had to do it, man. My boy C. D. White, Doug D. A. R. Clyde White. Everybody, my boy Nick White. That's a, I know there's a lot of whites, man. But uh, we got to get all of them, them guys in there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, oh, yeah. Miss Carrie White, Mister Mr. C. D. L. White Senior. I think that's on oh, my dad. I gotta give my dad a big shout out, man. Shout out to my dad. Big community of family, and and, and and we know we can't forget our community, and that's what my podcast is really, uh, you know, about. Just kind of learning from one another, and you know, kind of figuring out how we got to this point in life. So appreciate you being on, uh, brother Stan, uh, your brother. Uh, to me, and uh, appreciate everything, man. Yeah, I appreciate you. Oh, my, my uncles and aunts, I can't leave them out, bro. Shout out to my uncles and aunts, man. You know, everybody plays a big part in this. All my cousins, you know, that comes out and supports me. Appreciate it. And I appreciate All you, right. brother. And, and, uh, oh, yeah, appreciate You know, I'm always a call away, man. You know, I'm, I'm usually... Tied up pretty tight, but you know, anytime you hit me up, man, we'll we'll get it on. Most definitely. Well, you take it easy. You need to stay safe, and we're signing off for now. Peace. All right, for sure. Peace out, my brother. All right, brother. All right. Bye-bye.